0: And we're back! What's up? Not much, uh, absolutely nothing has
1: happened uh, since we last spoke. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I had to get these cookies to celebrate um, for Dave and I. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was that one. But yeah, <laughs> you can't
0: see our smiles, but here you go. There you He's go.
1: representative
0: of both of our faces. Thank exactly. you so much, Josh. That is too kind.
1: Yesterday was our two-year anniversary, and what a journey it's been from our inception to our TEDx to our Hollywood days, and now to here. It's amazing. That's right. It's our
0: two-year anniversary, uh, and you love anniversaries and milestones and dates, and I'm less sentimental than you, I guess, but it is a really big deal. Um, And (laughs) speaking of big deals, let's talk about how this season's going to work, because it's going to be way different than the last two seasons. All right, let's do it. Um, okay, so this will still be a podcast, yeah. uh, it will be broadcast on Facebook, and it will be available on YouTube, Awesome,
1: awesome. Uh, and we'll have a whole new focus, right? Yeah, so today kicks off our National Inclusion Tour. Every month, Dave and I are going to highlight some of the most exciting and innovative programs in the country. We're going state-by-state state virtually, and we want to hear from you about where we should stop by next. And
0: we're so excited to kick it off, but first, a quick and exciting message from... Our sponsor. Our sponsor. All right, so our sponsor is The Zoomiverse, which is a program that Josh and I are so proud to be a part of. Uh, The Zoomiverse offers remote social and leisure-based activities, uh, enabling neurodiverse people to connect with peers and supportive staff from absolutely anywhere. Uh, Check out thezoomiverse.com. It's such a cool program, and I'm so, so stoked to be a part of it.
1: It really is, and you know, cool things happened. Last time, um, I believe we had members of the 501st um, Star Wars organization come on, and uh, I can personally attest the fact that that was awesome. Um, as a diehard Star Wars nerd, unbelievably awesome, so yeah. definitely check it out.
0: We also had uh, Pixar's Bobby Rubio, who's a and, friend, yeah. come on and draw and let um, all of our participants... Who was on season two, if... Um, Yeah, when we went Hollywood, that's right. Um, We've had a lot of really cool guests, and we do crazy stuff like karaoke nights and wacky Wednesdays and Makeup Mondays where we do incredible special effects makeup. Um, And if you want to get involved, just check out thezoomiverse.com. It's going to be really cool.
1: So let's hit our first state of this awesome thing, Florida. Yeah. One of my
0: favorites. I'm glad we picked Florida because, well... It's a fascinating place. And uh, Josh, did you know that it's illegal to sing while wearing swimwear in public in Florida?
1: No, but due to my rebellious nature, I have to try it out sometime. All right. Because <laughs> I'm probably going to be in a Florida jail sometimes. soon. <laughs> it's
0: also illegal for unmarried women to skydive on Sundays in Florida. Did you know yeah, that? Well,
1: well, I can't break that rule. <laughs> if I could, I would. All right. <laughs> but that's not the point. Let's bring on our first guest from Florida. Picked by our followers from Instagram, My Autism Connection, or MAC, just like that great American sandwich, Big Mac. <laughs> and we are thrilled to have Sandra, the executive director of MAC, on today. Sandra, thanks so much for being here. What is My Autism Connection, or MAC for short?
2: The 501c3 organization that serves adults, autistic adults, I should say, uh, 18 to 50 years old. And we serve all of Southwest Florida from Fort Myers to Tampa. Our locations are both in Fort Myers and in, in Tampa, but we really go up the whole coast. And now that we're virtual, pretty much anyone can join us. Why do you feel that you've been identified by folks from Florida? as one of the best
1: and most inclusive programs in the state.
2: Well, My Autism Connection is one of the few organizations that focuses um, solely on the autistic adult individual. Not only are services um, for adults sparse, for autistic adults sparse, but um, we're also only, you know, one of the only known organizations that empowers our members to, you know, reach independence we want them to truly um be who they are and be comfortable in their skin and find you know their passion and i don't know that there are many organizations that do that
0: it sounds like an awesome program it sounds a lot like the kind of things that we want to be doing and um you know You sound like the kind of people we want to be collaborating with, because this is the really
1: important work. So thank you you for doing what you do. So tell us, um, in your opinion, why does your work matter?
2: Services for autistic individuals are often available during school years and then diminish or disappear altogether, you know, upon adulthood. And there are over 5 million adults or 2% of the general adult population in the United States that are estimated to have ASD according to the CDC in 2020 yet only between 1 to 7% of funding dollars are raised you know raised for autism that go towards programs for adults so florida ranks at the top 4 states where autistic adults live and so my feeling is that you know if we aren't paying attention if we're not driving the funding to support adults, you know, the little kids, they're cute, you know, and they get all the funding that is needed, but then they grow up. And what happens? We really need to pay attention and start allocating those dollars, finding the supports and services and empowering the adults to reach their potential and starting early intervention so that they can reach those potentials earlier.
1: Can you give us some examples of the kinds of opportunities you're providing to your members?
2: One of the biggest uh, programs that we have is a driver's challenge that we partner with the local law enforcement agency. We actually uh, have classroom time and then we pair every driver with a deputy and we take to the roadway and practice um, driving maneuvers. And then we actually do a a practice, uh, a mock traffic stop. Now, even though we know it's practice and that it's a mock stop, we're all still nervous (laughs) because it really does heighten your nerves and, and make you like anxious about it. The whole reason for doing that is I want them to be able to have the connections, the conversations with law enforcement. There's too many times that we're worried about the, you know, uniform, and the intimidation, you know, that is, that comes with, I think, the uniform, even if it's not meant to be that way, it just comes across that authority figure. And a lot of times things go wrong, and it didn't have to go that way. So I want the conversations to start and the breakdown of that, um, you know, communication doesn't have to happen if we understand the reason why. You know, if they understand what the expectation is, then they'll have a better outcome on both parties. So having this opportunity to exchange, you know, that conversation, go through the process of what is to be expected, have, you know, a more relaxed environment where they can practice their driving skills know what is the expectation of the roadway safety, you know, measures and all that, and then go through the practice, you know, parts, then it's, it's just been an amazing, you know, process. So that's one program that we offer. Then we do things like cooking classes. uh, We have book club, we have improv sessions. We have, um, creative writing. We have game night, trivia night, movie nights. It, the list goes on and on and how we have those is because we have a member committee that is you know based from members you know they're they're in you know involved included and everything but they meet and then come up with ideas and suggestions that are from the members themselves and then they report to the board of directors to give that feedback to give that input so it is truly truly member driven and that's how we base everything that we do.
0: That is so cool. Uh, I the the driving stuff that is so important and interactions incredibly with, important. Interactions with the police is something that's obviously yeah. a really sensitive topic. So
1: oh, that's crucial. And uh, but especially, I must say, in my opinion, the driving giving people that sort of independence really opens up you know a whole new whole new window. So that really incredible. I have to say,
0: I met Josh after he got his license, and it's such a big part of his persona and his pride and his personhood. Um, (laughs) That being said, I have a question. Building relationships is something that is so vital to everyone, and I know it's a challenge for many, myself and Josh included. Um, I saw a quote on your website by a gentleman named Matt who says that Mac enabled him to make the first friends that he's ever had. Um, Talk to us about some of the social breakthroughs that you've seen and why that's so, so important.
2: Many of our members I've experienced just sitting back and watching the interactions unfold. It has been an amazing journey um, from watching one of the members just learning how to drive and and having the opportunity to get his license and be so excited that he's exchanging that conversation with another member and and being like just uh, thrilled, thrilled having another one of our member members just having a conversation at one of the meetings and where you know like the the parent is you know dropping everybody off. You know, they're dropping, you know, the, the members off and they're they turn around and say, is is that my daughter laughing? I don't think I've ever heard her laugh before. You know, like it's just amazing when you see the connections that are being made or when they exchange contact information, or when they started having a voice for themselves and speaking up and saying, no, I, I don't want to do that, or that's not what I'm, I'm comfortable with, or I want to do you know this instead. That's what we're looking for. We're wanting them to have a voice. And when you hear them actually using their voice appropriately and giving, like empowering, moments. I can't tell you when I've seen those moments and I'm in tears over that because I'm excited for them. I'm like blown away by those moments of, you know, just, just pure joy.
1: That's awesome. That, that really is awesome, I must say. All right, so we have to ask a COVID-19 question, so here we go. <laughs> How have you had to adapt to support your participants during the COVID-19 pandemic?
2: we had to quickly adapt. We had taken, I don't think we even had like a week. We switched everything immediately uh, from being in person to a virtual platform. Everything we did was in person and we just immediately switched it to all virtual. Um, Every support we went to virtual. So we started doing our, like, wellness check-ins with our members, just to say, you know, like, are you okay? What are you doing, you know, to get some fresh air? Are you, you know, keeping a routine? Are you doing any exercise? What, you know, are you getting sunlight? Whatever they needed, even if it was just to connect with us or each other, because it was like they were cut off from everything. So it was very important for us to be able to, you know, get them together quickly. So we had to learn because we were not familiar with a lot of these platforms. We had to learn a lot of them very, very quick. And then, you know, dive in and then teach everyone how to, you know, jump on with us um, and learn how to do those, you know, technical things. It was a process. But we survived, and I want to say that we did a great job. Um, we had some really good supports, and, and I love that we were able to do this, um, and for their sake, so I was very, very excited for them.
0: Wow, that sounds really similar to,
1: to some of our stories, right, Jeff? Yeah. So where do you see Mac and your mission going in the next 10 years?
2: I would love to see, like, in, my vision for Mac is to have our own building to have training rooms along with our hangout rooms, to have like our own kitchen, and not a, like an industrial kitchen, but like a real kitchen that they can cook in if they want. We can have lessons if we want, just you know have a meal together if we want, but also have the support staff and an accredited program with certifications and then eventually expand across the world, global. That's, that's really the dream.
0: That's awesome. And I'm sure that you'll get there and be definitely awesome.
2: If you could give one piece of
1: advice to programs and businesses around the country to be able to accomplish what you have, what would that be?
2: I think it would be to, um, always consider the individual's needs and being inclusive in everything they do. I think you can never have a cookie cutter system. No two people are alike. No two people. It's not even talking about the autism community. It's anyone is, is going to have a different opinion, a different desire, a different, you know, uh, pursuit. So we have to be inclusive and we have to be individual, you know, in considering what they need and want. And so as far as a business, you know, they can't always have demands and and focuses on what they are wanting. They have to be careful in how they communicate that. I think if we learn how to communicate effectively to make sure that we're reaching everyone's, you know, understanding, then things would go over a lot better.
0: That is so true that, that, and inspiring great. and it's beautiful. Smiley
1: face cookie for you. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can give yours. i am keeping mine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not as generous. Uh, so how can we support your mission? And
2: how can people get involved? There's so many things that um, people can do to support us. Um, simple as, you know, going on social media and, and liking us and following us and, and just sharing the message. Um, because I think there is confusion, obviously, when people seek us out and they don't know what we do or who we serve, um, I think, you know, because we are a resource and we also, you know, provide those resources uh, to families, they forget that we're working with adults. So we have to, like, kind of rein that in and say, no, we're, you know, we're focusing on adults. Uh, but our biggest need is the support. We need donors, we need sponsors, we need even support internally with having like clinicians maybe coming in giving the emotional support, you know, um, to help guide and, and, you know, be there for them. Um, we need the financial support so that we can continue to grow and expand our programs to bring more support for the adults. Uh, we know that we're limited on what we can do so far. And without those continued funding supports, um, we won't be able to continue doing the work that we do. And um, and even, you know, people like grant writers and things like that. So the, the, the support is like never ending. We need that foundation to be stable and we need that continued support to be able to do it. Um, so people can get involved in many ways, volunteering uh, to, you know, grant, right, write, <laughs> write those grants for us, uh, or, you know, support us with a uh, fundraiser, any which way, you know, we, we definitely need that support, and they can definitely reach out to us um, through our website, we have our contact forms there, or they can, you know, call us, or, you know, reach out to us uh, via email or anything.
1: Thank you so much for being the first guest on Season 3 of Sounds Like Autism.
2: Yeah, and
0: I hope, I hope that it means something to you that, you know, we've identified you and the people. Our 5,000 Instagram followers have identified you. It's as mostly of, the
1: people. They're the ones who bring it to our right. attention. It's really
0: not about us, and that's, that's the whole point. We want to be highlighting these programs yeah. because we, we see real action happening in small towns and cities across the country. And um, it, it's, it's such important and vital work um, to the people that, you know, SLA's mission is, is tasked with supporting and uplifting and, they, and you know, um, so, so thank you. Uh, thank you, Sandra. That was absolutely Absolute awesome.
1: pleasure to have you on.
0: <laughs> All right. So that brings us to our second guest, uh, EmployU. you is another organization that was suggested by our Instagram followers, which is so, so awesome because this isn't about us. And it's this conversation, this conversation has, uh, Expanded throughout the country and the world, and we want to hear from you about the best and most inclusive programs and businesses and individuals in the country. Um, Employ you is a, a big organization for Florida that's really innovative, really exciting, and it was suggested by our friend Tal Anderson, uh, actor from Atypical.
1: Yeah, indeed. And something about Tal, which I, I feel like I've said, we've actually my friends, and she's she's awesome. She sent me like since you know she was in the show Atypical on Netflix. She sent me like a sign or a pet shot and like then a poster of A-Type goal, which I'm getting framed. So shout out to you, Tal, and thank you for the wonderful suggestions. Yeah, that's
0: so cool. Um, so when Tal speaks, we listen. And uh, we checked out EmployeeU and I was blown away. So I'm so pleased to be able to introduce uh, Executive Director Keith Borkney, who is waiting in our green room. Keith, thank you so Welcome much. for
1: SLA. Thank you so much for being here. Well, Keith, tell us a little bit about EmployU.
3: Um, Employee U is a nonprofit employment service, and we provide vocational services to both adults and youth throughout the state of Florida. Um, so, we've been expanding quite a bit, and we have uh, a, uh, basically provide employment services, being um, employment readiness classes for adults that basically prepares them for interviewing and getting uh, really good at job seeking and becoming employed. And then um, we help them actually become employed by um, doing a lot of marketing and looking for businesses that would be a good fit for them. Um, The idea is that this is going to be a long-term employment and start them on their career. And then we have a youth program, and that one includes Any student that is between the ages of 14 to 21 and has an IEP or 504 plan in school, which means they're getting some sort of accommodation. It actually includes about 20% of the student population, at least here in Florida, so thousands of kids. Mm
1: -hmm. So why do you feel that you've been identified by folks from Florida as one of the best and most inclusive
3: programs in the state? A lot of times, you know, what the common thread is uh, insecurity. Um, a lot of folks have been told to often by their loved ones that, you know, to um, not try things because, you know, it, they don't want to see them fail. And that can um, build up over time. So our job is really to try to focus on what people can do and point out their strengths and what they're bringing to the table, um, what they're, what benefits they're bringing to employers and try to get them good at presenting those strengths and um, really try to, basically kind of cheerleaders, you know, we, we really promote that and uh, try to get their, build their confidence. And um, then, ex- you know, going out, especially with the youth, you know, getting more and more experiences, you know, the idea is that once they do become ready for permanent employment, they've been there, done that several times and getting a job is no big deal. So.
0: It really is exciting stuff that you're doing, and uh, it's similar to, to the work that I've done in the past and the work that I concentrate on now, but it um, seems like a really, a really big program with a lot happening. Um, really interesting.
1: Yeah, important work. You've told us what you do. Folks like us and those listening at home want to know more about the inception of such an initiative program. Tell us why and how of your story.
3: I... Um, did not have experience in this field, to be honest with you. Most of my experience was about program development. Um, I was working with some partners in a different industry altogether. And um, we uh, did a lot of like a marketing company and uh, we had developed multiple programs. And um, anyway, the last uh, one of the officers I opened up, was next to a vocational rehabilitation office. Um, I had no idea what that was, but uh, one of the counselors came over and let me know that you know they could provide us with some employees. Um, so you know we we brought some people from that program to us, and um, I just really enjoyed working with them. It was um, it was a different type of person that came to us, where they were really just appreciative of the opportunity it was more of um, what can I do for you versus what are you gonna do for me? Which a lot of the people that we hired off the street that had experience, that was kind of their mindset is, you know, well, what are you gonna do for me? So it was nice, it was refreshing to have people from that program, um, you know, and their attitudes were really great. So, and they they stuck around, you know, the retention was really, really high with them, which in an industry that has a, had a low retention rate, so. We were, uh, I just liked working with them and I learned that there was an opportunity to actually work with them more. Um, so, you know, I was a little burned out in what I was doing. So, um, you know, I just kind of filed for the nonprofit and once I got it, um, I'd already known some of the, the vocation rehabilitation folks over there. So they gave me a chance and, you know I just started doing classes with them and I really connected with them and it didn't take me long to find that that's, that was my passion. It, if you can give one piece of advice to programs
1: and businesses across the country to be able to accomplish what you have, what would that be?
3: You know, one thing that I think is allowed for our success and allowed for the growth and, um, you know, just is, is really, what we do is we we constantly assess on how we can get better. So you you can never stop doing that. You know, we're, always looking at our processes and our systems and um our partnerships and our people and looking at how we can improve like that that's probably the greatest key to success you know we look at our staff and how we can train them better Um, we look at people's roles and see if maybe you know there's things that they would excel at um that would be you know, better at something else. So, I mean, you got to be constantly outside of the box thinking. The organizations that I hear about that don't do so well are the ones that have a mentality that we've always done it like this, and this is how we do it. If you don't have a um, open mind where you're willing to adjust to the situation, to the environment Um, and just open-minded to try to think of different ways that you can improve then you know you're going to just be stagnant and you're also going to basically fall behind so I would say that is probably the number one factor um, when it comes to trying to just you know trying to be successful.
0: I agree 100% I think that businesses and agencies and and everyone should constantly be kind of recalibrating what they do and asking themselves, reminding themselves why they're doing it and saying, you know, not being afraid to shake things up and say, this doesn't work. We can be better. And really, we're all in very uncharted territory here. Businesses that are hiring neurodiverse people who have a mission of hiring neurodiverse people, people that are helping make sure that neurodiverse people are getting the kind of opportunities that everyone should be afforded. Super important. It's it's such critical work, but it's also... It you're going to be facing challenges and questions that have never been asked before and never been faced before. So that needs, you know, constant recalibration and a close look.
1: So how can we support your mission and how can people get involved?
3: Um, we have a website www.employu.org. That's E-M-P-L-O-Y. Then the letter U. Org. Um, our website really does describe well what we do for all the people that we serve. Um, you know, the we're, we're always on pursuit, We're always pursuing businesses that are the right fit, um, being that they have um, the open-mindedness to try new things and see how it goes. Um, you know, I can tell you, majority of the time, it we do have success with our business partners. Um, we, you know, we're looking at their work environment. We're also looking at their, but they're also looking at the personality of the people that are there. Um, you know, the people, we look for positive, open-minded people that are willing to give it a shot, you know. So, you know, if a business is uh, interested in, in trying out and working with us, um, you know, we have a lot of great people that we work with that um, you know, it gives them an opportunity to tap to tap into the younger generation, of course, because a lot of times industries have a difficult time um, getting people to apply to their companies, especially in like manufacturing or construction or something like that. So we give them um, basically the youth a kind of experience, a taste of what that's like so um that gives them an untapped resource and then the person with disabilities i mean that's another untapped resource like i said the reason i got into this is that you know the people are very appreciative of the opportunity they their retention rates are very high um so once people do start working with us they generally continue um so anybody else also you know like i said people out there that have any sort of disability and disability is a very broad definition. I mean, it can include like diabetes or, um, you know there's a lot of uh, mental disabilities that like uh, ADHD or um, you know, and also there's Asperger's, there's autism, there's, um, you, know, you know, all kinds of things that we work with, anything physical. I mean, all those people qualify for the services. A lot of people just don't know that this opportunity is out there. And then the students, any student with an IEP or 504, I mean, there's a lot of kids that have some sort of accommodation, even if it's just sitting in front of the room because they're, you know, because of vision or uh, hearing impairments, or, you know, they get a little extra time on testing because they're, they uh, have a hard time focusing. I mean, all those qualify. So any uh, students out there, any parents of a student that uh, want to get involved, I mean, if they if they if they can do it, it's really, there's no reason not to. I mean, this gives them a, a tremendous opportunity to really get an idea of what they want to do for a career. Um, but also, they make money, too. We pay them 11 bucks an hour. So, you know, that's a, a huge bonus for the students. We get them a, kind of addicted to making money so that they don't want to stop. You know, we don't want to try to get the students to go through their schooling. If they go to post-secondary, that's fine. They still qualify as long as they're under 21, and then um, get them, once they're done with school, we want to go right into a career and know what they want to do and start working. So, yeah, the website's the best place probably to get us. Um, Our contact info is all there, and, um, you know, we reach it back out to people right away if we don't, if we're not available when they call or call or email. And uh, we'll guide you through the process. That's awesome. So awesome. Ch- definitely check
0: out employee.org. Um, thanks so much for doing what you do and for being on SLA's first episode of the National Inclusion Tour,
1: also known as Season
0: 3. Yeah. And
3: um,
1: that's just the time of marketing.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And thanks for having me. Uh, it was a pleasure. I really appreciate it. And um, you guys are doing this. And yeah, we're. Uh, I'll talk anytime. So. Let me know if you ever want to do it again.
0: All right, this has been fun, and uh, next month we're focusing on... Our
1: neighbors in New Jersey.
0: New Jersey! So we want to hear from you, uh, our Northeast neighbors, on what you want to see celebrated and highlighted and focused on from the state of New Jersey. I have
1: a feeling I know who's going to probably be hitting us up first. I have a pretty good feeling.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we, we we have friends in New Jersey, you know what I mean? Hey, you know, we're from New York, so it works out. So... The third, I think the third state though, Josh, we should really focus on some, like a, a less populous state, you know, somewhere like yeah. maybe in the Midwest that doesn't get a lot of attention because there are, the whole point is there are programs all across the country that should be celebrated and discussed and best practices and, um, you know, inclusion should be an inclusive and massive conversation. That's how we're going to move forward. And that's the point of this season. Uh, and this season's going to be a long time. Just to go over it, we're going to be coming out with episodes once a month. And we're going to be highlighting between one and maybe three programs, people, And there are businesses.
1: 50 states. Let's just say, I forgot, so, you know, just do do the math. So this is probably, no, not probably, this is going to be our longest season ever. Um, but to justify it, you know, like we haven't been on for, you know, quite many months. So this is our, definitely we're back.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. And again, uh, we so want to we, we hear from you. Uh, comment, like, subscribe, everything. And check out um, soundslikeautism.com for merch, right?
1: Yeah, you got these awesome hats, awesome shirts. You know, check us out. Um, support the cause, and yeah. All right, cool. Thanks so much, Josh. Yep. Yeah, no problem, Dave. See you
0: next month.